We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, Vince. It's time. Are you ready for rapid fire? Let's go. Do Let's it, go. Let's do it. So we got Michael Mayer stuff to talk about. Yeah, we do. And <laughs> Michael Mayer, you know, he is he is done. He is gone. He has opted out for the NFL. So how will you remember Michael Mayer's career at Notre Dame? I, I know this probably isn't all that creative. But I'll remember him as the best tight end in Notre Dame history at a place where that produces really good tight ends. And it's not, that's not a sexy answer to that question, but the dude was just reliable and he is a good teammate. He was a good leader. He was everything that you would want in an elite football player on your team. I will say that because I think he was a very, very, very good leader on that team. And I know Brian has told this story numerous times. But there's a freshman that was on the team this year. Michael Mayer just showed up at his dorm room and said, you're working out with me today. It wasn't even somebody that was in his position group. You know what I mean? It was just yeah. like, hey, it's your day. Let's go. And they worked out together. That's People don't understand how uncommon that is, right? And it's even more uncommon when it's one of your best players on the team that is that good of a leader. So – he is just a great mix of, of leadership and ability and talent and, and all of that. And he's obviously going to be missed. And I remember after his freshman year thinking to myself, better enjoy these next two years because there's no chance he's coming back for a fourth year. And here we are. And I will say that I did sit back and I enjoyed all three years of Michael Mayer. And I'm going to really enjoy watching him at the next level. I mean, he's been fun to watch from day one. And I still remember like it's like his three years have just gone by. In a oh, flash, and I, yeah. you know, like a couple of years ago, it was after his freshman season. I asked him if, you know, if he surprised himself with what he was able to do, and he said no, <laughs> with a complete straight face. No, nope. said I did what I expected to do. Now I've got more work to do, and I'm going to get better. And two years later, he's the best tight end to wear a Notre Dame uniform. And as I think you said, that's saying something considering yeah. the tight ends who have come through this university whether it's Tyler Eifer to go back to Bavaro or Cross and you know all these different guys you've had some tight ends come mm -hmm. through Notre Dame and he is the standard bearer catches touchdowns and and yardage I mean and you know for whatever reason maybe he was so focused on being a receiver this year but like you know i don't know if you saw the little highlight and i realize you can make anyone look good in a series of highlights but still 
you know, you know, like he was a very consistent blocker last year, and that was something mm-hmm. that he kind of had to work on again this year. He agreed. But, but like one of the first, you know, one of the first memories highlights that come to mind for me of Michael Mayer when I think about him is the awesome run that Kyron Williams had against North Carolina last year that was an awesome yeah. run in itself. Who was the guy, the lead blocker on the sideline saying, let's go, big guy. We're getting down the sideline. You're getting to the end zone. It was Michael Mayer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's that's just everything that you talked about, the work effort or the work ethic that Michael Mayer has. You know, he was the guy who was staying after practice working with Drew Pine. You know, again, now maybe maybe you didn't need so much one-on-one, you know, work with Drew Pine. Maybe you need to be bringing some wide receivers in as well. But obviously, like, it starts with him and in, in that old – that old coach is saying, when your best players are your hardest workers, you can go a long way. Absolutely. And, and he is right at the top. There is zero chance of this, Jason. And I, it's not against you personally, but there is no – he says, I think Tommy Reese and Coach Marcus Freeman asked Michael Mayer to move on to make room for the younger guys. No. I hope that's a joke. Maybe it is because he just he just put out – like you're, Miley you're, not, you're not going to tell Michael Mayer no. to take a walk for one game. You know, it's, you know, like, it, no, no, not a chance, not a chance. And, and if, if Michael Mayer, now he could have said, now, if I'm Marcus Freeman and Michael Mayer said, Hey coach, I think I'm about coming back next year. I'm, I'm like, dude, you're going to be a first round draft pick. You need to go. I would say that, but I'm not saying it because I need to get younger guys playing time. Right. Because you're pushing the best player on your team out the door. And there's no, that's not why you do it. You do it because it's the best thing for him, right? But it would be hard for me to tell him not to come back if he said, Coach, I'm coming back for my fourth year. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Fill in the blank, Vince. Notre Dame's biggest surprise player this season was blank. This is this may ruffle some feathers, and frankly, I hope it does. I'm going with Drew Pine. I think that he was a big surprise. Uh, I think he was a big surprise in many different ways. Number one, that he started 10 games for the University of Notre Dame, which if you told me that when he walked in the door, I would have said no chance. 
Um, I think that at times he played way ahead of his skis and did a great job. Um, and so I will, I'm going to give this to Drew Pine and there's other guys obviously that we could choose, but he was a good surprise for me. So, okay. Jason was joking. I appreciate that, Jason. <laughs> Thank you. It's hard to tell when I'm reading it on the text. Okay. So yeah. I apologize you to man. I appreciate that, Jason. But, uh, no, I, it's, that's the first one that came to my mind. So I'm sticking with it. He was the biggest surprise for me. You know, it's funny because I thought you would go with Benjamin Morrison Pine was going to be my answer as well. Uh, You know, I think that uh, I think it's absolutely right, because, again, we saw Drew Pine in fall camp and the Drew Pine that we saw in fall camp was not, you know, like the Drew Pine that we saw in the first half of Cal and that we saw in the mop up, you know, not mop up, but at the end of the Marshall game when Notre Dame was trying to come back. It's like, good. That's that's. That's like nightmare worst case, but you know, I didn't think it would be quite that bad, but it's like that was your biggest concern when you saw Drew Pine. That he finally calmed down, you know, whether getting yelled at and, you know, do your effing job was was the key to the whole yeah. thing or not. He settled down and he rode that streak for a couple of games and he was really good. But, you know, there were still there were there was still a lot of room for improvement, but this guy ultimately backup quarterback, three-star guy led Notre Dame to an eight and two record. And to me, yeah. it's really surprising that he was able to do that. I, I wouldn't have thought that they would be able to get through the season with that kind of record with Drew Pine. Now, Benjamin Morrison, now again, like when he showed up on campus during summer workouts, you started to hear a little bit of things, but it's still one thing to be a workout warrior in the summer as a true freshman. And it's another thing to step on the field and actually do it on Saturdays. Sure. And just like any cornerback, especially a young one, you know, he had his ups and downs. Did he give us up? Did he give up some scores? Sure he did. But, you know, Trevon Diggs, you know, my guy with the Dallas Cowboys, led the NFL in interceptions last year. He gave up some some touchdowns. But what does Benjamin Morris have that the great cornerbacks have? He has a short memory. You know, he puts it yeah. behind him and he keeps going. You know, so I think that I think you can make a case for him as a surprise as well. Again, the talent there but just the fact you know and especially like we were we were hearing more about um uh 21 i'm drawing a blank now uh, mickey. On his name. mickey thank you jade mickey yep you, you know like especially after the spring that like mickey was going to be the guy and then here comes benjamin morrison after not even having a spring and you know to do what he did at the end of the season with all the interceptions so just just great you know to see a freshman like that so i think you can make a case for either of them but I, I agree i'd put pine at the top of my list as well all right i got a star did you star that yeah you did super chat before it gets away <laughs> um once the college football playoff rankings start coming out during the season vince we get the weekly tv mm. show to make the reveal that comes with it do you buy or sell that the college football playoff weekly reveal show needs to go away. It needs to go away. Uh, I have no problem with them having a show for the first one and the last one, but all the ones in between, you can just do it on sports center. You have a segment or whatever. When you do the reveal, that's fine. But the entire show, number one, they don't have it at the same time every week. That's super annoying. Especially once basketball starts. Yes, because they try to do it in between games and they try to do it at halftime of one of the games. And if a game goes into overtime, no, I it's 
if you're going to have one, then you need to have it at the same time every Tuesday, like clockwork, and they're never going to do that. So my solution is you do it on Sports Center. You have a segment. I have no problem if the talking heads want to throw around their opinions for five minutes, ten minutes, right? But you don't need a half an hour to an hour-long show to reveal a top 25 that's not that different. First show, first reveal, last reveal, not in the between. Well, and you're putting, you know, this year, obviously, the chairman was Boo Corrigan from North Carolina State. Chairman's different all the time. But you put that guy in a situation where from week to week, he basically, you know, if you went and looked every week and you, you know, you transcribed everything that was saying, he's contradicting himself from from week to week. And you're putting him in the position where he has to contradict himself and the committee and the way they have to explain different things. I don't think you need an exclamation, you know, an explanation from the top every day. I completely agree with what you're saying. You do it the first time. Here we are, late October, first rankings come out. Come out and explain it, and then do it the last time, you know, just this past week, like we yeah. had. Do it on, you know, the Sunday when the announcements yeah. are made. You explain what things came down to. I don't think you should have to explain week to week. And, and, and just like you said, because of the you know the the varying times and everything else, what are you really serving? Who are you really serving right. by doing that? You know, the, the the rest of the rank, you know, like for, for the rest of eternity, these rankings have come out and you know no one's had to explain the AP and the coaches poll on a week to week basis. And it comes but, out like clockwork on yeah. Sundays. I mean it it that's what needs to happen. I'm sorry. And to be honest with you, waiting until Tuesday is a little ridiculous as well. But yeah. And then there's that. But it's probably <laughs> because of Monday night football, you know. It's it, it's basically a TV program. TV is what it is. You're right cuz it's no good enough ratings that, that they'll, they'll probably never yeah. do away with it. But, you know, in terms of its actual usefulness, I don't think you need it at right. all. Right. You guys have ESPN. Yes, because I still pay for cable. So rich kids. <laughs> yes and i also you know watch games all the time right so that's the other thing a lot of games are on the espn family of networks and so if you are in a profession like sean and myself or if you are just a sports fan you you don't have to agree with the stuff that they say but they do have a lot of games so right gotta kind of pay attention Fill in the blank. As people who cover Notre Dame, we hear time and again about the importance of being in a conference and the conference championship games. But guess what? This year, a team lost in the conference championship game and another team didn't even play in a conference championship game. And they're both in the final four. And that means blank, Vince. It means that the top 12 that it's going to come out in a couple of years is would look a heck of a lot different than it does right now, because the caveat of having to be a conference champion and being the top four, you're going to get some people elevated to being in the top four that have no business being in the top four. See, and that's like the conferences want those championship games to still mean something. And that's <laughs> exactly right. Like, like Kansas state would not be in the top four, but neither would TCU because they didn't win the conference championship game. That's a great point. That would be because if the if you have to be, a conference be in the champion, playoff, but neither one of them would be yeah. in the top four. Well, but if you have to be a conference champion, you only have five choices about who could be in the top four, right? Right. So 
I think well, no, you have five plus the group of five because I think the group of five can still qualify as a conference champion if they're if they're ranked high enough. Okay, so yeah, they would be very interesting to see who the top four would be, though, right? Because you got Kansas State one, uh, Utah one. Let me pull up the rankings here real quick, and I'll help you out. Are those two in the top four? Hang on, you know what I mean. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. All right, what do you got? Like I said, pull up the rankings here, and so. Georgia and Michigan, that's your one and two. Obviously. And then after that, you would go, yeah, you would go down to Utah as the eighth-ranked team because they won a conference championship. And Kansas State actually would be – they would – no, Clemson, I'm sorry. Oh, Clemson, yeah. Because Clemson beat North Carolina. So you would have Clemson at number three and then Utah at number four for seeding purposes because it is the top four conference champions – yeah, who get those top four seats, and then you fill out the rest. But yeah, right. I mean, it changes the whole dynamic of the playoff because of that. You have to be a conference champion thing to be in the top four. Completely changes it. Clemson gets their way in just like that, just like that. They're in, yeah. Even though they had one really yeah. bad loss and then a loss to Notre Dame. Yeah, I guess you know, and you bring up good point, you know, because after next year, it's going to twelve teams, so it's going. They're going to mean something. Completely they don't different. mean squat right well, now. Right That's now, it means absolutely mean. nothing. Yeah. And I was, you know, yeah. I was kind of gearing it more toward like I the know. whole, you know, Notre Dame. You've got to be in a conference right. and all this. Now, yeah. now, obviously, there will be an argument at that point about you know once it goes on for a few years, if Notre Dame is making the playoff regularly but not able to get, you know, that that first round by, that might be something that makes them weigh what they want to do for the future. But yeah, you bring up an excellent point because the conference commissioners or, you know, the, the, the schools, the conferences that they belong to, you know, these are still money makers, these conference championship games, and they want there to be some importance on those games going forward. So the conference championship games are actually going to mean a heck of a lot more oh, yeah. in two years once the 12 team format begins than what they mean right now because right now they mean absolutely nothing right that's you know again my point was you got two teams yeah. in there that didn't win you know conference championships but you're absolutely right in a couple of years they're going to mean a lot going to mean a heck of a lot yeah absolutely this episode is brought to you by pepsi wild cherry pepsi wild cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Baseball, Vince. Hot stove. Uh, can the I, Cubs. Can I, I just... <laughs> I didn't know this until I read your rapid fire this afternoon, and it hurts me. Go ahead. Okay, so (laughs) you confused me for a minute, but 
So the Cubs signed Cody Bellinger, and they also got a starting pitcher, Jamison Talent, yesterday. The Mets got Justin Verlander. Uh, Wilson Contreras there it is. signed away from the Cubs. That's what kills you, isn't it? He's going to be a Cardinal, and the Yankees paid big to keep Aaron Judge in pinstripes. So who's had the best hot stove week among those teams? I can tell you. I mean, how, how does how – does, Let's let's start with this, Mr. Cubs fan, since you're bemoaning it already. <laughs> does horrible. does getting Bellinger and Talon does it offset losing Wilson Contreras to the Cardinals? No, no, it doesn't. Uh, because and look, and when I saw and I texted you when I saw it, uh, I was like, "Hey, the Cubs got Cody Bellinger," <clears throat> and then it made it so obvious that I don't watch Dodger games because I had no idea that Cody Bellinger has stunk the last couple of years uh, because I started looking at his numbers. And I started reading about him and, and understanding why the Dodgers let him go. <laughs> of course the Cubs are going to pick him up because that's just how that works. That's uh, what they do. For 17.4 million. And it's only right. a one year deal. One year too, deal. Which I don't really understand. Well, but. I think, the way I read some of the things that he was looking for a one-year deal because he wants kind of a reclamation project. Like he wants prove to prove himself because of yes. the fact that he has been down. I guess that makes sense. And then he wants to go out and be a free agent again. Okay. Yeah. I get that. That's fine. And so I'm okay with the Cubs taking a flyer on Cody Bellinger because he, we've seen what he can do. Let's hope he can, you know, refine that flame again, I guess. Uh, but no, the, the the Wilson Contreras news just shot me right in the heart. Um, number one, that he left. And then number two, that he goes to the Cardinals of all places. The Cardinals? Like, that was, that, that hurts. I'm going to have to watch now for the next five years him hurt the Cubs in more ways than one. Like, the Cardinals just got rid of a catcher that I hated. Great player, but yeah. he played for the Cardinals. Okay? So I hated him. And now I have to hate Wilson Contreras? Like, come on, man. That just, that's mean. But I, uh, I, I will say that <clears throat> it's amazing that Justin Verlander is still the pitcher that he is at how old he is, to be honest with you. I think that's a good pickup for the Mets. But if I'm being honest, I think the Yankees are doing the best of the ones that you gave me because I think Aaron Judge eh. is pretty darn good. Eh. So, Didn't win a World Series with him. Didn't even get to the World Series with that's him. Fair. He's great. He's had one great year. I was actually looking forward to being able to cheer for Aaron Judge if he was going to go to San Francisco, you know, mm. but now he's going to stay in New York. You know, he took, I don't blame him for taking the paycheck and all that, but I just, when, when I look, I think the Cubs made out pretty well. No, you're absolutely right. Bellinger has some work to do and, and that whole thing. He's got to prove himself, but I think it's interesting, like as you, you know, watching them trade away, all the stars a couple of years ago either trade away or yeah. watch them walk that they're reinvesting now and they're willing to sink some money in it and see what they can go yeah. do, even though they weren't able to keep Wilson Contreras around, but got a lot of young guys coming up. Too. I, I would have loved for them to re-sign Rizzo and he re-signed with the Yankees, which stinks. Uh, and now Wilson Contreras is gone. So pretty much any tie to the World Series team is officially gone at this point, except for David Ross and he was a player and now he's the coach. Yeah. So, yeah. yep, it's time to rebuild. Not that it wasn't so, time before, but, you know. A couple of different things. Adam Brenneman show for the Deshaun Kaiser interview. I'm going to look that up. I can find that. That yeah. sounds interesting. Yep. Um, and then we have another super chat. A lot of Oklahoma fans seem pretty confident Peyton Bowen will flip. How likely do you think it is 
that he will stay. It was the same confidence level that Oklahoma fans had that Lincoln Riley was going to be their head coach before he got on a plane and went to USC. So I feel pretty good about the fact that Notre Dame will retain Peyton Bowen. I I listen to Ryan and Brian on a regular basis, and they're not worried, so I'm not worried. So yeah. that is and that's that's, that's where I tend to go as well. I've <laughs> got to listen to our recruiting guys, the guys who are in there, you know, with the contacts and the details and all that kind right. of stuff. So speaking of one last recruiting question, is the 23 class a true gap closer? I mean, to be honest with you, if they're the second ranked class in the country, I think that qualifies. I mean, in talent and in size, they are. Absolutely. And I, you're right, everybody. I forgot about Kyle Hendricks. My bad. Sorry. You're absolutely right. But he's kind of a shell of his former self at this point. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. But um, but no, I, I, I think that this is a very, very, very good class. And they're still adding pieces to it. So, yes, this is a gap-closing class. No question about it. Yeah, I think so as well. And I think it's not just this class – it's you have to, to stack these classes together. You can't just go out and have, oh, well, we've got the number two rated class now. You've got to stack classes on top of each yes, other. And, absolutely. And, and that's, you know, by having Minchie already next year, that's a, that's a great early first step. And obviously, CJ Carr the year after that, they've already started with good building blocks. And that's that's what it's going to come to. It can't just be one class. You've got to, you know, continue to do it. But everything we've seen for Marcus Freeman and this group, says they're yeah. they're on that path and that's absolutely so what we've said all along was if they're truly going to be competitors for national championships that's what it's going to be and, and this is a a great first step great first step no absolutely and and I'm, I'm looking it up uh recruiting rankings i've i need to see where notre dame landed in the 22s but i want to say they were a top 10 and of course my internet is they were seven so they were seven last year and i believe they're sitting at number two this year so number three according to 247 but i've seen number two with some other recruit with, with some other services right so at least a top three class we'll call it that and the 24 class is already shaping up to be pretty stinking good yep. as well they're the number two class right now in the 24 class and i realize it's very early but they're they're stacking those classes like you said and that's the important part when it comes to recruiting. So I'm very excited about where this staff is going from a recruiting standpoint. Absolutely. All right. Appreciate everybody being here tonight. Hit that like button again, if you would, before you leave this evening. We do appreciate it. It does help out Irish Breakdown greatly. Jesse and I will be in tomorrow, and we will have much more for you. And we'll have that uh, – Special rapid fire on Friday oh, yeah. as well. Yes, sir. 4.30. Should we plan on 4.30 on yeah. Fridays? 4, I think 4.30, 430 Fridays is safe. The rapid fire. I yeah. think 4.30 is safe. Yeah. We'll see if we get any news to break this week like we had last week. You never know. Probably not like the news we had last week, I would think. No. But no. at least I hope not. I was going to say, let's hope not. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Thanks again. Great mailbag. A lot of great questions out there tonight. And uh, we will talk to you tomorrow. Ivy Nation Sports Talk.
pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.